Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners. To a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by our friends over at Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. We are getting closer and closer to the divisional round matchup of your, and I'm speaking to you, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Detroit, Detroit what? Lions. In the divisional round of the playoffs, uh, if you're a big fan of concerts and concert tours, the Revenge Tour is what Tampa Bay is on right now, and they want to continue that with a win over the Lions, who, of course, they played uh, back in week six, their fifth game of the season coming out of the bye. Um, so we'll see if that Revenge Tour continues. Maybe talk a little more Baker Mayfield and CJ Gardner-Johnson and their beef as well. Uh, and, of course, we'll get to fan comments, and all that fun stuff. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is my fellow colleague from PewterReport.com. Does a great job for us. Adam Slavon. Adam, what is the mood? How are we doing? What's happening, Matt and the Pewter people? Doing great. Excited uh, to break down this uh, Bucks lions matchup maybe a little bit further. I know you and Scott did so yesterday. Did a great job. And we're only days away, man, from another great playoff matchup as you said the revenge tour it's playing its next event it's going to be a big event in yeah. Ford field and I'm just excited to to preview it and looking forward to seeing just uh all the variables going into this matchup all the storylines mm-hmm. uh this week between baker mayfield jared goff baker mayfield cj gardner johnson there's just so much to get into yeah there really is and uh <laughs> Love this comment off the bat from the Loot Group, also known as Life on Our Terms. Can I get VIP access to the Revenge Tour? <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. I, I think that kind of would have to entail being at the game, which, uh, you know, if you can get tickets, I'll help fund getting a flight. Tickets uh, are expensive, though. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. What was that stat that you found about the house? Yeah, so tickets right now, they're... $1,186 and you could buy a home in Detroit for a thousand dollars. So you can get a home cheaper than a ticket. Yeah. That's kind of what they're saying. <laughs> Damn. Uh, like this comment from bat W here, kitty, kitty. My dogs are, uh, are hungry. Nathan Elliott says, hi, Matt. Hi, Adam. Hello, Nathan Elliott. Hi, um, and Jeff, the champ says what's good PR and pewter people. Oh, the little groups out in Cali. All right. Well, maybe, 
Bucks win. San Fran wins. Yeah. Do the trip out there. Um, anyway. Going back, yeah, back, back to, to Cali. 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 <laughs> We're in a very rap-oriented mood. Obviously, Detroit, Eminem. I put out, uh, with the help of Adam today, I can't take all the credit for it, but put out a meme today of 8 Mile, Eminem against Papa Doc, Baker yep. Mayfield being Eminem, obviously CJ Gardner-Johnson being Papa Doc. This dude's a gangster. His real name is Chauncey. Of course, in the, the movie, he says, this dude's a gangster. His real name is Clarence. But yeah. anyway, that was a nice spin, Adam. You came up with uh, with that one there. Speaking of Adams, we've waited far, 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 way too long to get to this Super Chat to begin yeah. the show from our guy, Adam Hamilton. Adam, thank you so much. You are a, a constant commenter on the show and... We appreciate the super chats that you've given us throughout the years. Um, Adam with the 1999 super chat says, I want to apologize to coach Bowles. I was wrong. Sometimes you get too focused looking at the future when the results aren't what you want. We didn't look good for a while and I lost faith. Now let's kick ass in Detroit. You know what, Adam? That's uh, Adam Hamilton, but <laughs> Adam Saban, you can answer this too. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, <laughs> I'm not Todd Bowles. I don't need to like be thankful for your apology or appreciate it or accept it. Um, but I, I I respect what you're saying here, Adam Hamilton, AH. Um, because it, it the, the thing with football more than any other sport is because football is a week at a time, week to week, the wins feel like you've won the lotto and it's yep. amazing and everything is sunshine and rainbow. Losses, it is like, oh my God. The football team I care about the most may never win again. We may never come back from this. So that's multiplied, tripled, double, tripled, quadrupled when the Bucs went through their losing streak uh, in the season, losing six of seven. And I'll be the first one to say as well, I thought with the way that things were going, if the Bucs ended up with a losing record or did not make the playoffs, then Todd Bowles probably would have been let go. But you know what? Todd Bowles proved a lot of people wrong. He got this team together. They won games that they needed to win. And when all the chips were on the table, even when they didn't play that well against the Panthers, they still won. They still won the division. And then they won a playoff game as well. So, Adam, you're not wrong for, like, thinking bad things when uh, this team was was playing poorly because many people were thinking of it as well. A lot of analysts and experts, too, were saying if they don't make the playoffs, then Todd Bowles is probably out of a job. But they did make the playoffs. All these things happened, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with what you said, Matt. And especially, like, nobody thought this team at 4-7 and seven was going to make the playoffs. Nobody thought they were going to beat the Eagles. At When they were at the 4-7 and seven mark, people were clamoring for a new head coach, a new quarterback. When they were, like, mocked at number 10, everybody pretty much yeah. was. So... It's not, it's not just you, Adam. I think there's so many people, national media, um, even we said at four and seven, if Todd Bowles wins six or seven games, he's probably going to be gone. And the fact that the team is now, uh, including the playoff win, 10 and eight, and they have a fighting chance against the Lions, that speaks to how much Todd Bowles has impacted this team and the positive culture that he's implemented. Um, Casey Rogers, he spoke today. Like he's been with Todd Bowles every step of the way back yeah. with the Jets and now with the Bucks. 
he's the same guy. This is the the team that he inherited from Bruce Arians and through wins and losses, he's kept it kept it calm, kept it cool, and really everybody's been collected playing under him. And the players love it and the team's rolling in the right direction. So credit to Todd. Like nobody thought this was gonna happen. And here we are previewing the divisional round yeah. with these Buccaneers like playing and they're playing well. The T.O. double D doing work, especially on the <laughs> defensive side of the ball. I mean, that's this picture right here is probably the most animated we've ever seen Todd Bowles. And that's why, like, he's always had the great defensive mind. And sure, there were times that it did not work. The Texans game, for example. Um, but I think Todd Bowles, the people person, the I think part of being a head coach is like putting out fires when they show up and. Uh, I think over the years, even with Tom Brady here, there were a lot of fires, whether it was Antonio Brown yep. and say deuces <laughs> in the middle of the Jets game, whether it was Brady not being around. And I'm not saying this is all just Tom Brady stuff because it, it goes outside of that too. Um, but even like even this year with Chris Godwin and, and his wife kind of getting on Ball's case and then the whole Devin White saga, Devin White yep. requesting a trade before the season even began. Like, it could have been easy for Todd to throw guys under the bus, not even throw guys under the bus, just call people out, and he never did. He really, really stuck to his his laurels um, with all of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, hats off to Todd Bowles doing a great job, and that's why this team is where they're at right now. Um, let's keep these Super Chats rolling. Thanks to Paul Bowen for the $1.99 Thank Super you, Chat, who says, Gotta believe, raise the flags. Yeah, that's the... Um, that's the mantra they're going with right now, the hashtag. And you know what, Paul? I think everyone should believe because, yeah. one, this is a winnable game against the Detroit Lions. But it's just – you feel it in the air, Adam. you just, like, driving around town, seeing more box flags, seeing all the stuff on social media. And obviously the, the box are going to spin everything in a good light. That's, like, what you're supposed yeah. to do. Um. Even listening to WDAE, the radio, shout out, um, our, our broadcast partners. There's there's electricity that, that that is in Tampa right now. I'm not just talking about the Lightning, who are obviously uh, doing yeah. their own thing and, and doing it pretty well. When teams are winning, I'm not, I'm not comparing this to the 2020 team, but like I feel that type of anything is possible feeling with, with this Buccaneers team. And as we said before, Adam, they're playing with house money. No one expected yeah, them are. to be here. No one expected them to have a legit shot. And yet they're proving a lot of people wrong. When you say that, what stands out to me is Rashad White after the game. Uh, he was in the locker room talking about yeah. when he was at Ray J, the atmosphere was electric. And you've kind of felt that since, I would say, Christmas Eve. I think the Christmas Eve game was a real turning point. Santa, guess, Santa on the guitar. Yeah, like. Lot. I think he's playing Metallica, just going crazy. Um, the crowd was really into it. And it it just kind of been like that the past few weeks. I don't know, something this team is playing different and there's a different there's a different vibe. You kind of catch that uh, in the locker yeah. room, talking to some of the players. Everyone just kind of gluing together. The chemistry's at an all-time high. I mean, things are looking up. And you mentioned the lightning. Obviously, you have the Rays. This is still Champa Bay. Uh looking at it, I think the Lightning have been in the playoffs six seasons in a row. The Rays, five. The Bucks now four. I mean, hey, you can't complain if you're a Tampa fan. No. No, you cannot. It's, it's 
been a good time for for this city for the the past couple of years. So uh, hopefully the Bucks just keep it rolling as we keep yeah. the show rolling along. Thank you to Eric Marino for the five dollars super chat, talking about the uh, some of the injured Bucks players and the injury report. Says uh, so Yaya Godwin Barrett probably limited practice today. Was Chase Edmonds out there? He finished the game. They all finished the game. Um, yeah, I don't think today's injury report had come out, but it was another walkthrough. Um, saw Chase Edmonds, saw him in the locker room. Uh, the biggest thing from practice, and I wasn't 100% sure, but it looked like Yaya, Yaya, Diaby um, had a cast. Not like a full-blown cast, but a cast kind of like covering yeah, his shoulder his- to, like to his elbow. It may have been some extra padding, um, you know, because the, the players were further out there. Um, but no one's going to miss this game. Uh, I didn't no. see Chris Godwin and then spoke to Greg Allman after. And Godwin, like, just came out as we were all leaving. So Greg got a quick glimpse of him. Um, so Godwin was there. He spoke with us today in the locker room. Everyone's playing in this game. Uh, unless there is a severe, severe, severe setback by, like, Godwin or Yaya. Um, everyone's going to Everyone's playing this game. I mean, potentially the last, every, every playoff game is potentially the last game of the season. Bucks got something special going on. Um, I, I don't think we really have to worry about anyone. Yeah, um, I think you hit the nail on the head. And also mentioning like the fact that every guy's out there, like Baker Mayfield last week, like he gutted through like his ankle injury, his rib injury. Yeah. He was out there. Unless a player's like his legs dangling, everybody's going out there and playing. So really, no injuries to worry about on that front. Uh, speaking to the comment, Chase Edmonds, who's standing next to uh, Rashad White out there today. Everybody's healthy, good to go. And yeah. Uh, thank you to Um Canal Aletorio. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Um, but thank you so much for this $10 super chat who says to the Lions, the week six victory was revenge of the previous match. 2020 <laughs> week 16 at Detroit where Brady smashed them with the perfect rating. Now it's the Bucks turn again. Wow. Uh, that's a throwback for sure. Um, yeah. Appreciate that stroll down memory lane. Cause I remember that game vividly because I was, it was one of the few games I was working, but also I was, I wasn't in Tampa. I was visiting my family for the holidays cause it was right around Christmas time. And I remember, like, we watched the game as a family, as I have, like, my laptop out. I'm tweeting stuff about yeah. the game and, like, writing my article. I was probably doing most impressive or most disappointing. Hopefully most most impressive that game because, yeah, Brady popped off. Blaine Gabbert played, like, the whole fourth quarter. That's how much the uh, – Blaine Train. Yeah, that's how much the Bucks dominated the game. Blaine Train threw two, two tutties in the game, one to Gronk, one to Mike Evans. Um, and I think the time before that, which I think it was like the year before. So it must've been 2019. The Bucks also played in Detroit and Sean Murphy bunting, who I believe was a rookie at the time and is from that Detroit area. SMB ended up um, having a pick six in that game. So in 2019, 2020, the Bucks have had some fun going to Detroit um, in those matchups, but this is a much, much different Lions team. Yeah. It and is. it's going to be a much, much different crowd too, Adam, because Last week was their first playoff game, home playoff game since 1993. 
the stakes are even higher. So I don't know if it's possible, but I think that crowd's going to be even louder than it ever could be. Yeah. And I just want to say, like adding to that comment. So in 2020, the Lions were kind of, you know, the Lions, right? But going to 2021 is when you kind of saw things turning the corner under Dan Campbell. They were 313 and one, mind you, but they ended the season three and five. And yeah. all the building blocks were starting to line up. Uh, Panay Sewell was a rookie. Amon Ross St. Brown was stepping up. And Jared Goff, when the Rams and the uh, Lions traded Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff, nobody saw him on the Lions roster at this point. Just kind of a bridge guy until they get the next quarterback. But he's held it down, and he's playing like a top-10 quarterback. So with the Lions, they've come so far since yeah. that 2020 game. They're really a different team, a different culture. And that's a credit to Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, and everyone involved. Kyle Dugan says, juice! Talking about this game having juice. It absolutely does. And yeah, let's stick with the quarterbacks for a second. Because Baker and uh, and Jared Goff, and you kind of just talked about it with Goff, but these are two guys that were counted out. Their teams didn't yeah. want them. And now they found new homes. Goff was a little more just direct, just going to Detroit, where uh, Baker bounced around from Carolina to L.A. and and now the Bucs, but I think that's what makes these quarterbacks so likable is going through that adversity and coming out on the other side and to make these teams very fun to watch as well. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking about it with Baker. There's really no other quarterback that it could, could have stepped in for the Bucs this year and really carried him through the ups and downs that the team went through. With Baker being uh, the leader that he is, the fiery guy with the chip on his shoulder, I don't think many quarterbacks could have stepped into the shoes of Tom Brady and done what he's done this year and really just kind of built his own thing from the LFG to the LFB. Uh, he's yeah. really fans embrace him, the atmosphere, the culture. He, he's really been a true revelation. And if it wasn't for uh, maybe DeMar Hamlin, you're talking about Baker Mayfield as a comeback player of the year because yeah. he's changed the tra trajectory of his career from going, oh, maybe he's a journeyman guy. Maybe he'll he'll start some games here and there, kind of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, to he's going to be in Tampa next year, likely, and the couple of years following. So just a really good story with Baker. And then again with Goff, two former number one overall picks. No, nobody expected him to be where they are. And yeah, they're in the playoffs competing. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy that... For quite a while, you know, it was Joe Flacco getting the 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 rub for like, oh, maybe they should be or maybe he should be, uh, you know, comeback player of the year. And I, honestly, I think it will come. And then you see Baker doing it for a whole season. It's like, doesn't he deserve yeah. a little bit more recognition? I mean, yeah, it's really going to come down to DeMar Hamlin and and Baker Mayfield. And I think both guys really have a good choice because I or a good chance because I get it. With Tamar Hamlin, like, oh, he's yeah. barely played. He's a special teams guy. He's been a game day inactive. But he died on the field and came yeah. back. Like, not since Jesus Christ have we seen someone die and then come back. So even the fact that he's able to still have the courage of, like, being out there and still playing and obviously went through the whole season, I think that deserves a lot of respect. And Baker, in his own right, bouncing through all these teams – landing a home in Tampa, but having to like sustain it and, and be successful or else he'd be looking for another job next year. 
him doing that as well. I really wish they could like split the award and everyone would understand, yeah. but that's that's not uh, typically uh, that's not typically how it works. Um, Jonah with a dollar ninety nine super chat says. This is a very interesting one. Rashad Perryman, Cyril Grayson, Cyril Grayson Jr., friend of the program, Tyler Johnson, or Russell Gage, uh, Devin, David Moore. I don't know why I keep saying Devin. David Moore. Devin Tompkins. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's probably why. And Trey Palmer. This is an interesting one because Rashad Perryman had moments he was with the Bucks twice, but let's look at like the times he came back in 2021 and last season. Yeah. He's got two big moments to his name in his second run with the Buccaneers. That was the touchdown against the Bills in overtime in 2021, the catch and run. Um, that was a big play. And then he had the touchdown uh, against the Saints as well in week two of last year. Cyril Grayson Jr. Had a ton of speed. He's a cool story. Like, didn't even yeah. college football, ran track at LSU. He caught the big touchdown against the Jets in the Antonio yeah. Brown. In the A-B game. Yeah, in the A-B <laughs> game. And Tyler Johnson, while ultimately it didn't work out, he had some brief moments in that 2020 playoff run. Uh, he made a big catch against the Saints. I think he drew a pass interference penalty. Um, that was important, if my memory corrects me or serves me correct. Um so they each have had their moments. Now, David Moore has the touchdown against the Packers. He made the play last night. Trey Palmer is a rookie that is hopefully trending in the right direction. He's had a lot more receiving yards over the last month. The big touchdown, already more uh, on Monday's game, um, more touchdowns already than Brashad Perryman had in his last run with the Buccaneers. And then Russell Gage... That one, it's hard to say. Yeah, that, that one's one. hard to say. I mean, played through a lot of injury last year, not a lot of production, and then of course tearing his ACL this year. So I'm still going to lead towards more Palmer engage because on a consistent basis, Palmer, there's so much potential, and he's already brought more than half the guys on the left side. Um, more. Made two moments in one season where Perriman, it took him two seasons to make that moment. And then Gage is kind of a wash with uh, with Tyler Johnson and Cyril Grayson Jr. So I'm going to take yeah. the right side. I, I am too. I, I really like the uniqueness of this comment just because like these are it's such a niche topic. But I would definitely go Gage more and Palmer uh, just based on the fact that Palmer is still developing as a rookie. David Moore. He's had success in the past, and he's kind of been that role player glue guy this year. And Russell Gage, I mean, hey, he had a decent season last year. So I would take those three over over the others. Um, sorry, just looking at some of the comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's keep these Super Chats moving. Thanks to Bucks Basement for the $4.99 Super Chat says the same way. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Balls did not allow the Eagles to pick on Devin White. 
Uh, he needs to make sure the Lions don't pick on Ryan Neal like they did the first time. Yeah, I, I, I love this point, Bucks baseman. I truly think that um, one of the best things Bowles has done is taken away the weaknesses of their own defense um, at yep. times. They struggled with the run against the Eagles, even against the Panthers two weeks ago. So what do they do? Oh, we are going to stack that defensive line. We're going to blitz constantly to take away the run and force Jalen Hurts to get rid of the ball relatively uh, very quickly. So um, Ryan Neal, while I do think this defense is going to look even different on Sunday against the Lions, I think we already know Ryan Neal is not going to play because Zion McCollum is the new man uh, on the back end at safety. Um, But yeah, I think that's a big storyline to pay attention to. Yeah, definitely. And with Zion McCollum, I just want to say, like talking to him today, he's really taking the safety position in stride and just continuing his development in his second year. He mentioned that it's for him, it's all about the angles and taking the cuts because you're going from kind of compared to you're in the left field uh, when you're a cornerback on the outside. And you're when you're a safety, you're in the center field. You're kind of seeing everything. And for Zion, he's really, I, I think he's increased his tackling ability this year and just developing, learning football IQ, the game's slowing down for him. It's going to be really interesting to see him fit that role rather than Ryan Neal, just because he has the height and the speed. Yeah, And he wants to be a playmaker too, get a, a guy that wants to get interceptions. So definitely an upgrade over Ryan Neal. And it's a great point to Devin White because KJ Britt kind of was filling in last game and he did a really admirable job in the process. Uh, Angelina S with the five oh, super chat says, uh, considering Goff is great versus the blitz. Does Bowles use more four man pass rush and press coverage? I feel like this is going to be a crucial choice. Thoughts, uh, Adam, give us your initial initial thoughts on that. I would say uh, based on last game, at least in the, the early part of it, stick to the blitz. Uh, J- Jalen Hurts had no time to throw, at, and the offense really couldn't get into a rhythm. So I would say definitely using uh, more of those stacking the box plays with the, the six-man rush or six guys in the box and allowing Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean in coverage while also sprinkling in uh, Zion McCollum at safety. I Based on the last game, Todd Bowles, he called the defensive masterclass largely sticking to those principles. So I think in this case, blitzing more and playing more up front, not backing off the wide receivers because Amon Ross St. Brown had a huge game in week six. He had 12 catches for 124 yards. They need to play up on him. Yes, I think the uh, the chunk plays are really going to make the biggest difference uh, on this. And I'll tie it back to the Bucks defense, of course. But um, the Bucks have their touchdowns scored on Monday were because of the chunk play or the big play, if you will. The Lions allowed big plays. Puka Nakua had a 55-yard touchdown, whatever it was. Tutu yeah. Atwell had one of 28, 38 yards. So I think whoever limits the chunk plays the most – um, really can win this game. Now, I think you got to look at it at both sides for the Bucks defense because on the one side, you got to do what you got to use what got you to the dance, and that is Todd Bowles style defense of blitzing, stopping the run, um, and you know getting off the field quickly because there's a quick release of the football. And this year for this Buccaneers defense, 
more notably sacks, which was big, and turnovers, which they didn't technically didn't get a turnover, but they got two points. So I think that's fair enough to uh, you know to counteract the the lack of turnovers in that game. Now on the flip side, that same calling card of Todd Bowles is what screwed the Bucks against uh, Matthew Stafford and the Rams back in 2021 when Matthew Stafford was number one against stopping the blitz or against uh, throwing against the blitz. So will Bowles learn from that? Granted, different team, different quarterback, even though he's played Jared Goff numerous times. I think the biggest thing is um, really containing that middle of the field because that's where I'm in Ross St. Brown, to your point, as Naraf says, drops uh, Vita Vey in coverage. That's where Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, really, really um, did his damage against the Bucks. The Reynolds touchdown, or sorry, the uh, the Jameson Williams. Williams touchdown, that was just like throw to the end zone, makes the catch. Ryan Neal was a second too late. But St. Brown, a lot of it was breaking tackles, getting to the, the third level because he already caught the ball at the second level. So yeah. I would like to see a little bit of a – uh, mishmash with it because remember that safety that they had against the Eagles. Sure. They're helped out because Jalen hurts just like ran five yards to the, to the end zone, but that was a four man rush. Yeah. So the, they got the job done on that four man rush because hurts couldn't find anybody open. I think Todd Bowles really has to um, use his blitzes wisely. Don't necessarily yep get away from getting the blitz but if you have it third and 15 don't send the house every single time send it occasionally and force Goff sometimes to get rid of the ball quickly but other times just play that coverage and hope that Yaya Diaby can get home or Shaq or again Kalijah Kansi who made his first well his second career start against the uh, the Lions but first full game uh, of his NFL career so that's why it is a chess match I think it's really you got to pick and choose your shot. Like it's, it's almost like playing Mario Kart when to hit the turbo, like when to use yep. that star and everything like that. When to I shoot the, the banana, when to shoot the banana at the person in front of you, you got to use it at the right time. And I hope that, um, I hope that Todd Bowles does. In, yeah. And uh, just kind of speak around, just adding to that, like golf in the last game, I think it was 30 of 44, like completing passes. He was very comfortable and you don't want to make Jared Goff comfortable on Sunday afternoon. So maybe not blitzing as much, granted, because Goff is better at the blitz, but you still want to keep him off balance. You don't want to give him all day to throw and the pass rush not get home. So there does need to be that balance there. Uh, Thanks to Eric Moreno for this $2 super chat, who says, uh, injury report says, did not practice for Barrett and uh, Edmonds. Let's see. Um, Must have come out relatively soon. Not too long ago. Uh, here we go. Okay, yeah, so not practicing with Shaq and Chase Edmonds, like Eric said. Then uh, Yaya Diaby was upgraded to limited. Chris Godwin was upgraded to limited. So two players got upgrades. The other two stayed the same. Um, for the Lions, everyone stayed the same except for Alex Anzalone went full. Sam Laporta actually got downgraded to limited, and then wow. Frank Ragnow went um, went full. Okay, so again, I really 
I really would not worry about Yaya not playing and Chase Edmonds not playing. Um, yeah. If anything, Chase Edmonds, he's the backup running back. They'll just ride Rashad White if uh, if Chase Edmonds uh, can't play. So I appreciate the super chat. I, I do not think eh, you have to worry about anyone um, on that team. So, yeah, um, I think the bigger news is the Lions and Sam Laporta because all, although last game uh, – or last time these two teams played, Levante David locked him up. I think he had four catches on 11 targets. But Sam Laporta is like the perfect number two option in that offense. So him being limited, that's something to keep an eye on for sure. I love Sam Laporta. Um, I had him on one of my fantasy teams. He racked up a, a lot of a lot of numbers, a lot of points yeah. for me. Um, great addition, great draft pick by the Lions. Lions did a great, great job um, drafting this year, including – Jameer Gibbs and tight end position at times has been a, a position that has hurt the Bucks defense and not yeah. always on Levante Dave because he's still really good in coverage. But I mean, uh, Jawan Johnson a couple of weeks ago when the Saints came into Tampa and uh, and beat the Bucks, uh, Jawan Johnson had a field day uh, against the Buccaneers and teams have tried to beat Tampa Bay through um, through going at, at the tight end and the Lions weren't able to do it in week six, but they got a, enough. Um, they got enough production from everybody else that it really didn't become too much of an issue, but Laporta almost didn't even um, Laporta almost didn't even play last week. So it's definitely something. Yeah. To yeah. I think uh, in the Rams game, he only had like 14 yards receiving. So, yeah. I mean, he had a touchdown, but again, he was limited and not, really moving as much so when it comes to picking uh your favorite energy drink there is no limitations of flavors for celsius and make sure you check out their newest flavors the celsius essentials which are performance energy uh energy drinks with 270 milligrams of caffeine to help you live fit and there's no sugar it's the ultimate energy drink line by celsius celsius formulated for the fitness enthusiasts looking to elevate their performance they are made with three essential aminos and it provides you with an unbeatable combination of ingredients that help support your physical and cognitive performances. With this specially formulated lineup, Celsius Essentials is a game changer for those wanting to unlock their full potential, take their fitness journey to the next level. They're available at 7-Elevens nationwide. There's a three-flavor variety pack now available at Walmart, and they're rolling out nationwide to select retailers and can be found um, at Amazon soon enough. In the meantime, if you still want to have one of your favorite Celsius flavors, maybe some of the old school, it could be the Cosmic Vine, Sparkling Orange, Sparkling Watermelon, the Fuji Apple Pear, uh, maybe the Arctic Vibe, you can go over to the Celsius store locator, punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location where you can pick one up. It could be one of those 7-Elevens and Walmarts that we were already talking about, maybe a uh, Quick and Go. Is that, is that what it was, the place in Wisconsin? Uh, quick Trip. Quick Trip. A Quick Trip, health and fitness store, or it could just be your bodega. Bodega. That was a good one. And uh, once you keep going to your bodega and you want to get it in bulk, you can get it in bulk. Um, just go to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save. Get that variety pack as varieties of the spice of life. You have a sense of your place of residence whenever you want. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. 
Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official energy drink of PeterReport.com. We have a uh, another super chat from Eric Moreno. Thank you, Eric, who says, uh, still on the injuries, says uh, Greg Allman said he thinks Shaq Barrett will be fine, probably limited tomorrow and good to go. He's a vet, likely resting, but Shaq did the same thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we were at practice just like Greg was. We saw pretty much the same thing. Shaq tends to get more rest because he is a veteran player. He's had time off almost every single week. I know the Bucks used to do it back in the day with Ndamukong Sue. Ndamukong Sue yep. almost never practiced on Friday. Um, I'd be willing to put $100 down right now that they all play on uh, uh, on Sunday. So Agreed. Yeah. I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, Adam, why don't we get into a couple of uh, videos from today's practice and uh, media availability. We spoke to Dave Canales, of course, um, a lot from Rashad White, Casey Rogers as well. Um, a bit of news outside of Bucks Lions, Dave Canales interviewing for a head coaching job. How will that interfere, though, with this game plan coming that he has to build against the Detroit Lions? Um, this is what Dave Canales had to say about it. Report that you know you're being interviewed. Yeah. Um, is it a challenge to focus on the game plan when you have that going on at the same time, Dave? Not at all. You know, I think for me the the biggest thing that your film is your resume. So the biggest thing I can do for any opportunities um, is to really focus on having another week like last week where we we're in rhythm, the mix of the run and pass, everything coming together. You know, and that was just a, a full focus on the opponent, you know, and we got, we got our hands full this week with the fantastic team going up to a great place. Um, the fans are all fired up there, I'm sure, you know, so um, I really just got to be locked in on that. And, and again, you know, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time. And so I have some stuff prepared that I've had for a couple of years and really fortunate to have been with Pete for 14 years, you know, and his approach was always grooming us for what the next thing is to continue to expand our mind and, and be prepared. So when, if these opportunities come up, we're ready to talk about philosophy and, and football and all those things. Don't worry, though, Bucks fans. That was the only thing he said about uh, the interview yeah. for head coach. And like Scott Reynolds has said before, I just like everyone shouldn't be worried about who's playing on Sunday. I wouldn't be worried about Dave Canales going uh, anywhere after this season. I think it'll be Bowles, Baker, <laughs> and Canales. I was going to do some initials there, but cannot be said on these airwaves. Um, anyway, uh, keep it moving. Um, I really love this answer from Dave Canales. Um, talking about it at first started with, with like Baker playing through injuries and stuff like that, but then it culminated into this, this much bigger thing about like celebrating the moment and what this team has already done and and where they're looking at next. So I'll just let Dave Canales say it for himself because he's doing a better job than I am. You know, I don't know how he felt, but it appeared that he was able to throw the ball, be aggressive, maybe better than Carolina. So how has he been able to kind of work through what was some fairly serious injuries there? Yeah, it starts with his mentality. You know, I think for him it was like, here's our game. This is the only one we got. So there is no saving myself for next week. You know, there's no thought that way. It's this game. You know, it's the most important. And he woke up feeling good. He had all day to, to rest and recover and be ready. But I think even throughout the week, you know, it just felt like, Last week, it felt like a celebration of a bunch of guys who have been through some hard days together. Um, I woke up feeling that way on Monday. You know, it wasn't a sense that like, 
I woke up feeling like, hey, we're gonna win this one. I didn't have that thought in my mind, but it was just, I woke up thinking, how cool is this? We get to celebrate this moment together at home with our fans, you know, winning the division so you get a home game. Um, it was really special. The feeling was special with the guys. And then as we had some early success, I saw us play faster and tougher and more physical. And then the balance of the runs and the actions. And it was just a beautiful, just another one of those moments that we talked about early on. I said, guys, in training camp, there's going to be a game where you can feel it. And we talked about that last week. I said, I asked them, I said, guys, talk to me about the games where you could feel it. You know, and they talked about Houston talked about Green Bay, talked about San Francisco, you know, and, and really the tide changed on the turnover, you know, before the half, but um, just some of those drives and moments, the Falcons game to win it at the end, you know, yeah. the second half knowing guys, we can run the ball when we have to, if they're going to make it hard on us in other ways. So um, just a celebration of all those things coming together again. Yeah. I just thought it was cool from Canals. He's obviously a super grateful guy. And, uh, yeah. you know, once again, on display with, with that response. Yeah, definitely. I thought when he was talking about waking up and feeling good, I thought he was going to say feeling dangerous, you know, like call the Baker. Yeah, Mayfield. I was thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, yeah. But kind of his comment and talking about it, I like this uh, comment here from Long Lost Glazer. Uh, here's another what if uh, talking in the chat. What if Canales figured out the offense against Green Bay and Jacksonville and shelved it for the last two weeks, uh, knowing a vanilla offense would win against Carolina? It's a really good comment because I, I was talking to you about it. The last three times the Bucs have played an opponent outside yes. of the NFC South, they've scored more than 30 points, uh, 34 against the Packers, 30 against Jacksonville, and 32 against the Eagles on Monday night. The offense is rolling when they're not playing a division opponent, and they were able to pull off a win against Carolina to end the season. Uh, they put up 29 against the Falcons. This offense has done so much better in the second half of the season, and it's kind of like Dave Canales' unlocked the offense he has the key and he's just waiting uh to open the next door and dave canales loves boxing and boxing analogies he uses it all the time for his own offense maybe he's doing a little muhammad ali rope dope at the moment we're like yeah he's throwing the haymakers against the packers against the jaguars like you just talked about and then not showing everything kind of taking some punt not that he's like deliberately trying to lose obviously but yeah. not showing Everything in the kitchen cupboard, everything that is possible for this team was still trying to skate by. I mean, maybe that was the case um, uh, against the, the Saints for sure when he had a little more wiggle room. And, you know, that Carolina game as well, like a couple of big throws. The Carolina game, and ironically, because I was going to compare it to the first game against the Lions and both against teams that are, you know, kind of similar, a Lion and a Panther. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Both of those games, it just felt like, I'm not putting it all on Baker, but there was just like one or two missed throws or deep shots down the field that if they hit, we're talking about the game in a completely different sense. Because we're exactly. if it's still Bucks lions we're talking about, oh, wow, like maybe the Bucks lost only by a score. And it's like they were this close. Now they get another chance at them. Or, oh, of course they were going to blow out the Eagles because they destroyed the uh, the Panthers the week before in a shutout. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's a great point, Adam, about being able to score so many points against other teams not in the NFC South. And obviously the Detroit Lions are not a um, an NFC South team either. Adam, why don't you yeah. tell us about a couple of the things that were said in the locker room today from either Rashad White or even getting to speak to uh, Casey Rogers as well. 
Yeah, I thought Casey Rogers had uh, quite a few interesting things to say um, about the defense and the progress that they've made, especially Kalijah Kansi. Uh, Scott opened up asking a couple questions about the, the rookie sensation at defensive tackle. And for Kalijah, the Detroit game was really his first start. It was the first time he he played a full game and he shined. He had six quarterback pressures. He was a menace up front. Casey Rogers, he sees him being a double-digit sack guy, and the sky's really the limit for him. Oh, I thought you were going to play the video. Oh, here I can play the video. How good is this guy going to get when he just focuses on watching his film, hitting the Buccaneers' weight room, and just being a Buccaneer this upcoming offseason, whenever that is? It's funny you mentioned that just the other day. He was talking about, wow, we still playing you know, coming from a college career, he said, we'd have been gone. We'd have been done a long time ago. So it was funny. He was talking about the length of the season and stuff. Like, as he matures and everything, the sky's the limit for him. Because he's a, one, he's a very coachable young man and extremely talented. So those, that combination right there, the sky's the limit is for And what's cool is uh, about that, Adam, is, you know, the last couple of weeks, and not that it's a competition between the two, but – the last couple of weeks, our friend of the program, Yaya Diaby, was was the flavor of the week, just with what he has been doing. And it almost um, it almost made people kind of forget a little bit that Kalijah Kansi was balling, especially when he first came back from his injury. So it, it was almost important that um, that Kalijah Kansi kind of reestablished the, the narrative that he's a pretty good damn pass rusher as a rookie and there's only so much more there's so much more that he can do so we asked Yaya Diaby when he was on the show about like his goal of getting 10 plus sacks Um, going back to Casey Rogers could Kalijah Kansi be a 10 sack guy as well this is what he had to say passing scheme the wide receiver screens it's so hard for defensive tackles unless you're Aaron Donald to get double digit sacks right I mean days of Warren Sapp or Roy Glover getting 16 sacks it's, it's kind of come and gone but is, is this a guy that because of his quickness and his elite speed that he can be a double digit sacker in time well with everything and he can definitely be a double digit sack guy he has that kind of ability but a lot of other factors goes along with it who you got coming off the edge you know you're playing with leads and stuff like but he has the ability to win one-on-ones on a high level definitely and then also, uh, this was Casey Rogers talking about um, some of the other young guys playing on defense as well. Because you heard Todd Balls talk about them being puppies, but whether it's Kalisha Kansi and Yaya, Christian Izian obviously doing big things. Um, it's a young team and getting production from a lot of their young players. Well, that's the thing. I look back and I'm not if I can talk to guys before we went out the other night. The coaching this group has been very, very exciting because you look at it, there's a lot of young cats out there running around and being playing the first place schedule. You look at the people we play, you know, a lot of them still playing. So, you know, from the standpoint of you play tough people, you kind of show up every day and being the young, they don't know any better. They just go out there and go, they don't know who they play. They don't know what they're doing. Just go out and play and we just go with that. Can you talk about, about the... And uh, one of the benefits, and that's not just why the Bucks are doing this, but, you know, you got some young guys on that left side with Zion McCollum and KJ Britt, obviously Levante David's been doing this for quite a while, but one of the benefits you get from like playing all these, these young players is uh, they're still on their rookie contracts. So you're able to move around a lot 
with the uh, the salary cap and the financials of it. And then these guys that are on their rookie deals, you're seeing with Anton Winfield Jr., he's played well, well higher than those payment amounts. So he's going to get a big contract. All those guys want that big contract, and they do end up getting big-time money. You got to make sure you uh, invest it and handle it wisely. So uh, hopefully, if, if these guys get big second contracts like Levante David has in his career, uh, they use a Muni Financial after they get it. At A Muni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations! We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. That's right. Amuni Financial has proudly been serving clients across the country since 1980. They have advisory services, legacy and retirement planning, insurance services, annuities, sales and training, trading, and more. Uh, if you want to start a uh, college account for your child, if they want to do that one day, um, you can do it over at Immunity Financial as well. Uh, they have offices all over, not just in Tampa and Colorado. You can go to Washington if you wanted to. You can go to Maryland if, uh, if you have those aspirations as well. It's all over the country, which is uh, pretty cool to see. So check out Immunity Financial. Please help out our sponsors. Give them a call. Get a free consultation. It's absolutely free. So you really got nothing to lose. And like we said, you could be in Texas. You can be in Oklahoma. Boomer sooner. Uh, yeah, maybe go to Oklahoma. Go visit where uh, Baker Mayfield hung out before and uh, things like that. So Muni Financial, check them out. And uh, like we said, please support our sponsors. By the way, um, some news came out that's kind of cool. Um, the combine has been renewed for another year to stay in Indianapolis, which oh, cool. we'll be going to the combine uh, in late February. Very excited for that. And yeah, cool. That's staying in Indy as well, because the town is very, very accessible. But we'll talk more about that when, whenever the off season gets here. Uh, Cause we got another super chat from our guy, Trustin Vorbeck, by the way, Trustin, how'd you end up spending, spending that, um, that money you won on the big parlay that you hit a couple of weeks ago. Let me know. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Trustin says, I wonder if Todd will change up some coverages from the last time St. Brown burnt us. Need to shut down him and Laporta and force them to run. That's my keys to victory. What's it you all think? Um, Adam, you can, you can start with this one. Yeah, definitely think some uh, changes are in order uh, to cover Amon Ross St. Brown. He's such a shifty, elusive wide receiver. He had 119 catches for over 1,500 yards. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This year, week in and week out, he's a threat that uh, defenses need a game plan against. So for Todd Bowles, looking at this game, definitely think they need to mix up the coverages. I'd even say double team them. Put a safety alongside probably Carlton Davis and really trying to shut him down because he's a one-man wrecking crew, uh, especially through the air. And so 
that's what I would do. I'd probably say double team him, press a little bit more with Carlton Davis. He's a physical corner. He can probably hang. And yeah, I'm curious to hear what you would think, what you would do. Yeah, um, I, I kind of agree with you with the double teaming thing. The only so the only part that I'm a little torn about is like Devontae Smith did torch the box, but it yeah, really didn't did. matter um in the game. So part I don't know, part of me thinks of like that Vikings game where and it was the first game of the season, but like Justin Jefferson balled out in the first half and then they were able to really limit him in the second half. I still do think the best idea is to just kind of, when I say take Amon Ra St. Brown out of the game, I mean like double him or put a safety over the top. I don't mean physically injure him and take him out of the game, but like force, because if you, I wouldn't even almost put Dean on Amon Ra St. Brown, just because Dean's a little bit quicker than, um, than, uh, than Carlton Davis, but they usually stay on whatever side of the field. I think if you, at least have one corner in coverage and a safety over the top against St. Brown. And then you force the Lions to win their one-on-one matchups with Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, even though they do have Craig Reynolds as well, and um, and Jameson Williams. You at least still have Carlton or Jamel against one of those guys and Zion McCollum against the other player, which I still think, because of the speed of Zion, that yeah. is a matchup that favors the Bucs um, a little bit more. And then you hope that they can contain Sam Laporta. I also think it's very, very important to cover the just the middle of the field. So maybe if you don't want to do man every single time, just make sure you have guys over that middle of the field because that's where the Lions can really hurt you. It's them catching the ball 15 yards down the field and making a 15-yard reception into a you know a, a 35-yard reception or or whatever it may be. So um, yeah, I think that's a really big-time matchup that everyone um, has to pay attention to. What do you want to see, Adam, for the Bucs um, over on the offensive side of the ball when they um, you know, when they got to go up against the, the Lions defense? Yeah, so when going up against the Lions defense, uh, the, the Lions aren't as stout up front as the Eagles were, but they still pose a threat. Uh, obviously, they have Aline McNeil uh, as a nose tackle and also Aiden Hutchinson. So there's still some talent up front. And last time the Bucks offense really, they struggled to run the ball. I mean, it was an offensive struggle. They only put yeah. up points, but really running the ball. And you kind of saw the tides change last week or on Monday night when Rashad White, he was able to find some success in burning the clock. Uh, that's what the Bucs need to do again. They need to control the tempo. Uh, and that starts up front being physical and really matching the intensity that uh, the Lions have because with Dan Campbell as a head coach, they're full of hard-nosed, gritty players that play uh, from uh, up until the whistle. And so the Bucs really need to do the same thing uh, heading into Ford Field. And right on cue, let's hear from Rashad White about matching that intensity and then also getting the uh, the run game on track against the Lions. Uh, it's just very important. Um, they're a very fast on the team. Uh, they got a great, a good, complete team. Uh, both side of the ball. Even special teams, so um, they can run out very well and things like that. So uh, it's just huge to, for sure, match the intensity. Um, you know, match blow with blow. Obviously, it's going to come out with a lot of energy, so we got to make sure we bring on it. 
I mean, it's just be a mixture um, at all. Like I, like I said, we know Coach Kamal is going to do a great job of just marrying things up, uh, our concepts up, our past concepts with our own concepts. So uh, just not giving them a chance to kind of get the same look, uh, show them different things and things like that. So, yeah, it'd be huge. We, we need to be able to run the ball for sure. Obviously, they were second in the league and, and holding um, – uh, second in the league and rushing this year, so yeah, they put, uh, pose a challenge for sure. But this is gonna take all of us together in the too. Uh, Trustin Borbeck answering my question to him about what he did after that um, huge parlay that he hit. He said, uh, Matt refilled my account from Christmas and booked some, uh, put the rest on a UFC two leg parlay this weekend. Have Mike Malott and uh, Drew Kiss on a two legger. Big weekend ahead, hopefully. Trusted, hope you win those bets. Glad yeah. I'm still very happy for you that you hit that um that big one because that was super cool. And hopefully your bets hit again this week. And uh hopefully maybe uh, you got a little cash to put on Bucks, the Bucks and Bucks players over at Underdog Fantasy using the promo code Pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. Um, get a first deposit bonus matched if you use uh, underdog fantasy with that promo code Pewter. Uh, you pick anywhere from two to five players, you can win up to 20 times your money in one single event on Underdog Fantasy where you're picking um, just things like higher or lower on passing yards or rushing yards or defensive stats as well, uh, touchdowns too. So Underdog Fantasy, so much fun to do. Got to pick at least one player from each team. And you can get involved in all the different sports as well, not just football, but obviously we know how much fun football can be so shout out to underdog fantasy use that promo code pewter that's p-e-w-t-e-r and yeah shout out maddie diamonds Uh, boy Uh, and that pewter picks and props coming this weekend so be sure to save some money and uh you know follow matt thank you i appreciate that my player props weren't the best but i made up for it with um Got the Chase Edmonds over, but uh, made up for it with Bucks plus three and the under of 43. So um, either way, all season long, you, you would have made money with Matty Diamonds. Uh, before we end the show, I want to get Dave to Dave Canales again, talking about um, just playing against this Lions defense. Pros, a bunch of NFL players that are paid to play hard. This is a fantastic defense. They're aggressive. They're grabby. Um, they're chippy. You know, all those things. And it's only going to get harder and worse the further you get into the playoffs so um, we're really looking forward to the challenge and again like we've talked about throughout the season it's these types of games that really show us where we're at as a team and so um, I'm literally looking forward to the test you know and it's going to require all of us to be on the same page and play fast oh we're just you know we know who we are um, similar conversation as, as last week you know we got to play the Eagles and uh, we know what our identity is um, we know the issues that can present themselves, and so we'll hopefully have some answers um, for whatever they try to throw at us that day. Uh, Coach Aaron Glenn is a fantastic defensive coordinator. He's fiery. JC, you mentioned the the juice. You know, it comes from him and the head coach. You know, so um, another great opportunity, great great championship moment for us um, to go out there and play. Um, but you know, I think for sure, just you know, as far as what they're doing, a couple of little things that they've added throughout a long season. Um, but for us, it's really about the execution and the place that we're at now. And then Canales also spoke about what this whole year has been like for him. Cause uh, a lot of moving parts for Dave Canales, but obviously Bucks fans are happy that he made his way to Tampa. You no, know, and Rashad, who I really liked, we liked him coming out, you know, um, K 
Kincaid, who we really liked coming out. So there was a lot of pieces that were already in place here on the offensive side, you know. So for me, the football excitement of like, wow. Like even talking to Brad, you know, who was like my first hire was, I was like, Brad, really tough year. You got this year, you got Mike and Chris Godwin, you know, like as your first time coaching receivers. So, um, so that's kind of the football part of it, you know, um, the excitement of what could be, of what could become us and then, you know, from the personal family side of it, you know, it was a, it was rough now. I mean, you know, moving our family all the way across the country is about as far as you could get, you know, away from Seattle, Washington, and, and my wife really holding it down for, you know, a couple of weeks to get to the point where we could bring our kids. Then we had to find a school, you know, and um, bopping in and out of hotels. We lived with Brad for a little while, you know, which is a challenge in and of itself. Um, but, um, you know, then just as we, as we've just settled into Tampa, and meeting the community, meeting the people here in this building, um, the parks, you know, the, the baseball teams, all those things um, has really become a special place for us, you know. And, um, and then, of course, just a new offense, you know, starting a new offense and getting those words down, getting the mentality the right way um, and playing the football that I had envisioned we could become. So um, it's been a crazy, crazy year for sure, um, but also just so blessed, so fortunate, obviously, you know, Coach Carroll gets fired, and here I am sitting in this in this opportunity to go to the playoffs again. You know, and just can't can't help but just feel gratitude for this moment. You know, for the timing of it all, um, and just still waking up every day with that thought, like, wow, how cool is this? Guys, just a reminder as well that we got the Pewter pregame show, then the Pewter game day show as well, starting at two p.m. on our YouTube channel with an hour pregame show, and then of course the live in-game opinions reaction analysis all that fun stuff all over um our youtube channel four bucks first lions also want to thank everybody again we got over thirteen thousand subscribers so thank you guys so much uh, could not have done it without you so uh really appreciate that we're at the mike evans number next is the uh chris godwin number and in the meantime if you're not already doing show so please uh, follow us on all of our social media at Pewter Report on X, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. And our YouTube channel is Pewter Report TV, where we have tons and tons of content. For Adam Slavon, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you on Sunday for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Peace out. Out. <laughs>